Do you want cake? No. You do not? No. Do you want a cookie? No. Do you want to move the pillow so you can get closer to the microphone? I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. What did we watch? Sleeping Beauty. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. We watched Sleeping Beauty and um, you are talking super incredibly low. Oh. Did you realize that? No. You did not? Mm-mm. Now do you? Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. So, um. Are you in the right microphone? What? Are you in the right microphone? Maybe. Okay, I see Yeti. <laughs> so, uh. Huh? I was just saying Pilkington. <laughs> yeah, were you saying Pilkington? Yeah, because once I couldn't say his name, right? Yeah, yeah, you had some trouble with it. Pilk. Pilkington. Okay. Good job. What happens in Sleeping Beauty? Um, I don't know. Do you? Hmm, who's the one that fell asleep this time? Excuse me, you were the one trying to enact the damn movie during the damn movie. Snoring and I was twitching. not. You were making that up entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did she find the, the spinning wheel? She found a spinning wheel? Oh no, I genuinely don't remember that. <laughs> I know, because you were snoring. I thought they just kind of dropped that out. Yeah, did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> so hopefully we can piece it together. Because <laughs> you fell asleep, too. Don't even try to pretend. When did I fall asleep? You fell asleep for a good freaking chunk of it. False. You did, too. False. You snot. <laughs> just because you, we overlapped in our sleeping doesn't mean you can cover up your sleeping. I didn't overlap. Because you were twitching, absolutely twitching. Yeah. And I remember because I was thinking about what best Sleeping Beauty joke could I make about you being asleep. Yeah, could you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I was thinking about that for like, the, for a good 10 minutes. And <laughs> I missed what was going on in the movie. And then I probably fell asleep subsequently to that. I could tell. But, no, you were full on asleep before I ever even closed my eyes. Oh, you're such a liar. Yeah. <laughs> you're just lying all over the place. All right. So what happened in the movie? The movie, it started out and... It had, uh, they were all having a party, or was it the girl's birth or something? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. And the good witches came down, Mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, what's up? It's good to see you guys. And then Maleficent, do we ever find out her motivation? Well, she wasn't invited to the party to begin with. That's it? What what if it got, like, lost in the mail or something? She's... Well, that's just the wrath you have to suffer. You have to make sure it's delivered to people like Maleficent. (laughs) Anyway, so she shows up and then she's like, ah, I'm going to curse your baby. And they're like, dude, party foul. And she curses her and says that on her 17th birthday, no, (laughs) on her 16th birthday. Yes. She's going to find a spinning wheel and get a sliver and die. Right? Are you doing this on purpose? No, I'm really, I don't. Oh my gosh. What okay, so the first two fairies. First, the fairies say that each of us give her one gift, oh, no wait, more, no wait, wait, less. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they get they gifts, and oh one, of the, one of the fairies give her, gives her beauty. Correct. And one gives her. What are their names? Singing. Uh huh. And one gives her. What was the third one give her? Flora gives her beauty. Fauna gives her the, the gift of song. Then Maleficent shows up and says on her 16th birthday, she's going to prick her finger on a spinning wheel and die. Wait, what was her third gift? Can I finish my (laughs) statement? (laughs) 
And then Maleficent leaves and the king and queen are like, no. And then Meriwether, the little blue one's like, I can't undo her magic. She's powerful, but I could make it better. And says, instead of dying, she's just going to fall asleep until she gets true love's kiss. Oh, so that was with her gift. Yes. So she got beauty, singing, and her life saved. Correct. On Jesus's birthday, he got gold, (laughs) frankincense, and myrrh. That's all I could muster for the savior of the universe and friggin' girl who doesn't do anything. It's all all right. Anyway. I guess they did know that Herod had it out for him, so they could have, like, given him his life yeah yeah that would have been helpful i mean it would have thrown a wrench in the plans yeah just like if judas was a good person that would have thrown a wrench in the plans too did you know the gospel of judas jesus and judas apparently like jesus went to judas and said you have to do this because you're just like i don't want to do this yeah and he's like no it's really important to fulfill prophecy and all that stuff yeah so it happens in jesus christ superstar too oh is it yeah. Oh, no way. He says, tell, go and tell them. You know you want to do it. Go and tell them. And- you know, I was uh, talking about important, you know, <laughs> apocrypha for the New Testament that was discovered you know, uh, in don't the you know 20th Jesus- century. But, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar is based in fact. Hello. Okay. Um. So, anyway, <laughs> that took a weird turn. But what's next? What happens next? So, then they're like, all right, how are we going to foil Male- Maleficent? She's not going to give up. Right. And they come up with some harebrained ideas and then finally they're like, hey, let's do away with our magic and we'll go raise ourselves in a cottage in the woods. So they take the baby and leave. And you had a problem with the narrator calling him Aurora, King Stefan's possession. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Kids aren't possessions. That's sickening. Uh, I just have a problem with the narrator in general because the narrator is just going, going, going for the, yeah. a good chunk of the beginning of this movie. Did you miss the part where the, she was Prince Philip was betrothed at the beginning? What? He already had a wife? He no. was three. And he had a wife? Ay, ay, ay. What kind of crazy pedophilia is going on in this kingdom? What? <laughs> You're the one who said betrothed in a three-year-old. Yeah. The three-year-old was betrothed to Aurora, the brand Borealis? new baby. Is that her last name? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they're already married? Does betrothed mean married? I don't know. Does it? No, it means that they're going to get married someday. Does it? Yeah, is that still to, unite, what it means? to unite the kingdom. Is that still what it means, or is that just used in ancient England? I think that's still what it means. Because I always thought of it as just being, it's just married, it's synonym for married. But, uh, I mean, certainly could be wrong. Person to whom one is engaged. That's what I thought. Engaged to be married. Okay, so it's engagement. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. All right. That's what I was basically saying. Yeah, no, I'm saying yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, thank you. Oh, my eyes because you could have just said engagement and been simpler, but whatever. Um, oh, next, man. so then she, they take her off to a thing and raise her. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, like you said, they gave up their magic mm-hmm. so they could, you know, just raise her normally. Hi- well, they wanted to hide from Maleficent. If they used magic, Maleficent would find them. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's kind of a nice story structure um, because they're total dicks later and use their magic and that's how they get found. Oh my goodness. You really did sleep <laughs> through this movie. I didn't sleep. I just didn't pay attention. And uh, so they said that as long as Maleficent was throwing a fit on her mountain, they knew that she hadn't found the baby. Oh, right. And then Maleficent is talking to her little goblin people uh-huh. and, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, so it's been seven t- or 16 years or whatever and you haven't found anything. And then they're like, yeah, we've been looking for for a baby. No, for they've been looking for every, they've searched every cradle. Oh, every cradle. 
But, you know, okay, so yes, that's a pretty big oversight on their port, but she was their supervisor, so she yeah. should have clarified yeah. that human babies grow up. Okay. And so after a few years, you have to start looking for toddlers and, and the, you know, smaller kids and all that stuff. But So they have that conversation, she throws a fit, and then... Sends the crow out to find her. Okay, and, and then, wow, that crow, he's getting a promotion. Because it was like... No, he's not. He's getting turned to stone. Is that what happens to him? Spoiler alert. Jeez. And you said I was the one asleep. (laughs) But anyway, he spends like a day looking and finds her. The goblins, there were like 10 of them, and they don't find her anywhere after 16 years. Correct, but we skipped a whole bunch. No, we didn't. And the crow had a little bit of an advantage. What's that? Well, one, he could fly, and two, the fly, fairy fly. started using their magic. Oh, well, st- that's not his... He still gets to use it, put it on his resume. Yeah, does he? So, well, yeah, it's just good on him. But mm. but they're doing this. Is Does she already go out and she sings with the yeah. squirrels and all well, that? That's, yes. So, okay. we they took her away and hid, and then we skip ahead 16 years, and Briar Rose, the name that she is currently... Why? Oh, to hide, right? Yeah. Go on. I'm going to go with yes on that one. Go on. Is out there. It's her birthday, and so they're sending her out to surprise her, and she's out, quote unquote, picking berries and is singing about princes that she's dreamed of, and then the actual prince shows up and hears her singing because, you know, she did have the gift of song. Right. And he thought it was just some wood sprite at first, but then he sees her, and then they dance and fall in love. And yeah, cool. And then she's like, I can't tell you my name. And she runs away. And in the interim, the fairies are trying to be domestic. One's trying to make a cake and decorates it and stacks it before even baking it. How do they eat for the They just ate berries for the last 16 years? I think what it was, and I could be wrong, but the way that they set it up is that Meriwether was the cook. The blue one. Oh, so they're just and, swapping. Yeah, and the green one was like, I've always wanted to bake a cake, and so that's uh, why she got to bake it. And all right, fair enough. So, because Meriwether knew what a tisp was, and so a teaspoon. Oh, right, <laughs> that was a pretty good joke, actually. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, and one's making a dress, and yeah. and they both do horribly. Yeah, and then they're just like, oh, screw this, and pull out their wands and mm-hmm. and magically do it. Yeah, and that's what caused the problem because they have a magic fight. Yeah, they're like Harry Potter and. Snape going at it. Yeah, because they're fighting over the color of a dress too. Yeah, pink exactly. or blue. Right. So wait, what's the? So she meets the thing and she goes back. So she tells Prince Philip, who she doesn't know is Prince Philip, come to my cottage tonight. Oh right, right. And then goes back to the house and they surprise her and she's like, oh, I'm in love. And they're like, no, you talk to a stranger. Nope. Oh, we're gonna tell you you're a princess. You're betrothed. You can't marry that stranger. We are leaving now to go back to the castle. Okay. Well, it's a little freaking weird. Uh, I just met a guy and then told him where I live. It's like... Agreed. You can't do that. Agreed. Like, meet at a neutral spot, if anywhere. I mean, jeez, have a chaperone, too. Maybe you have the animals around, at least. I mean, she is 16, and... Yeah. I don't know that she's had any human contact besides the three ants, quote-unquote. Yeah. But she... No, there's something... Oh, right, because they tell her... They tell her, oh, no, you're really a princess, and we're going to take you back to the castle, and you can't see that guy. And she's like, oh, the guy! I can't see the guy! This is crazy! This is hurting me so much! You just found out you were a princess! Like, you just found out your whole life and what it means and what's going on and that you're going to go back to a castle and get a freaking pony and you are worried about this one guy you met today? 
It's her lo- true love. Oh, my she God. She danced with him once upon a dream. <laughs> also, one time, and that was it. We totally jumped over the bonfire. You can send him a telegram afterwards. What? What bonfire? You James and... Bonfire. Oh, my gosh. You need to go to bed. <laughs> You're sending her to bed early? <laughs> just... Seriously. I don't know what has gotten into you. You were lauding King Stefan for yeah. <laughs> for burning all the spinning wheels in the land. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. And then you didn't even see how she pricked her finger, so I can't even make my point because... Oh, well, how did she prick her finger? Just let, I'm not going to watch it again, so just tell me. You're not? No, I'm not going to watch it again. It's going to lose. Horribly. Bias. <laughs> so how did she prick it? So I can have better reason to pick... We'll it. get there in a second. Okay. So then they it's supposed to be after sunset. She's supposed to re- arrive back at the castle. Okay. But she's back at the thing. And the crow overhears her telling her that she's Aurora and the princess. So the crow's like, oh, yeah, I got my business and then ran. Earning his salary. Uh, What a good guy. Okay. So they all get cloaked up again and sneak back to the castle. Right. And then they put her in a room and she's just distraught and depressed because she's not going to see her true love anymore. So she thinks. And the three fairies leave her in the room by themselves. And then Maleficent shows up in the room and opens up a secret passage (gasps) in her room. Secret passage. And the secret passage leads up into the tower where there is a spinning wheel. Aurora doesn't know what it is. She's never seen one in her life. She doesn't know that there are sharp objects on it. So she touches it. She's like, oh. Now, granted, she was in a trance because Maleficent, what you call it. But, but WTF, why did they leave that spinning wheel? I actually think it was Maleficent making herself into a spinning wheel. She, I think in the she original... She just do that? <laughs> she's a powerful witch. Okay. She opens up a random passage in the room. There wasn't one there. She turned the fireplace into a passageway, so... Okay. Um... Uh- but, uh, but this is what I was going to say. Yeah. So King Stefan burned every spinning wheel in the, the land. If he had educated her and said, this is a spinning wheel. Uh-huh. These are the sharp points on it. Don't touch it. She would have had at least that knowledge that I'm not supposed to touch this because it's sharp. Not, ooh, what is this? Dead. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't around for her entire childhood because he was an absentee father. Doesn't matter. He had everyone burned in his kingdom. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, little overdone. I mean... But I mean, they could have given her gloves or something. Why don't they just tell her that you have really weak hands or, you know, vulnerable hands, so wear gloves. Yeah. And then she touches it and nothing happens unless it's like, WTF, why didn't this work? Yeah. And then done. End of movie. Then Maleficent reforms and goes and does something else. Anyway. Anyway. So then the fairies hear Maleficent and they go in the room and they're like, oh, we should have never left her alone. And- but no, they... Hold on, because you were asleep during all this part. No, you're you just, were no, asleep. You're just doing one hundred percent. When they were doing their infiltration uh, with their on-site procurement of weapons and equipment. P.S. Prince Philip hasn't even been kidnapped yet, so go back, go back to sleep oh. for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what happens? <laughs> so what? Uh, what is happening? So they hear Maleficent and get into the room and um, open up their own passageway and. Tr- Trace her up, and then they get Wait, up to so the tower. Wait, so they save her, and they save Prince Philip they later? They don't save her. She gets her finger pricked. Oh, and goes to sleep. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
So but they, still, they try to. They go up, they find her, and Maleficent has her hidden under a dress, and she's like, here's your precious, precious princess, and uncovers her, and then disappears. All right. And so then the fairies are like, oh, King Stefan's going to be so sad, and they're like, he won't know, and they put the whole kingdom to sleep. Oh, yeah, I saw that part, so don't even give me- Yeah, did that? Did you? Yeah, guff about that, because they put all of, like, the soldiers all to sleep and everything. I didn't did they put about something else. Did they put the enemies of the kingdom to sleep as well? Yeah. Because what if there's an attack? What if there's an attack? And not only that, but people still need water and food while they're sleeping. They don't. Like, they're not just, they're not polar bears. They're not going to go to hibernation and just be fine. Nope, they're out. That's not how it works. Also, there was one thing that dri- drove me crazy. What's that? It's after Prince Philip meets Aurora. He goes back home and it's just to be admonished by his father, I guess, because he goes home. And then sprints and right then back. And le- then leaves. <laughs> yeah. Like, his dad's like, no, you can't. And he's like, bye. Like, why did he go home? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they also had a, a pointless bonding between the kings scene. Yeah. Uh, where they're just like, oh, we're going to go to war. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. And that one guy kept, kept wanting to drink and kept drinking the, the, the wine or champagne or whatever it is. It's not a magical. What's his name? Huh? What, what is a wandering mus- musician called? A bard. Yeah, thanks. Um, and well, So he goes back. He's trying to find her. He goes into the cabin and Maleficent's waiting with her goblins and they take him prisoner. Right? And then she takes him back to a her the castle. The Forbidden Mountain. Forbidden Mountain. And then that's when we have to have the infiltration with Correct. on-site procurement of weapons and Correct. equipment. Correct. And so they infiltrate the place, just like on Shadow Moses and Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And then they... <laughs> <laughs> interrogate a few people because that's always what you do interrogate them right and then there's psychomantis and and he uh, makes you he moves his, your controller with his mind and then you fight metal gear and uh that's how they get prince philip out of there yeah and then maleficent throws a fit and puts thorns around the castle and oh that's what all that was i don't remember where that came from Oh, were you oh. asleep? No, I wasn't. I was looking at a flipboard at this point. And then... Prince, Watch your friggin' elbow. Prince Philip cuts his way Friggin' through. elbow! What is it? It's You're nice. hitting the wire right there! And then Maleficent's like, what the... F-? You can just cut through that? So then she becomes a dragon. Oh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. She was a dragon. And then it was like, you know, basic guy's got to slay the dragon too. Yeah. Yeah. And in the interim, the crow gets turned into stone and she's furious about her pet. And he breaks through. Who and turns the crow to stone? The magic, I think. I mean, he was just doing his freaking job. Yeah. He was doing a very good job at his freaking job. Yeah. And then Prince Philip breaks through and goes to the tower and finds Aurora and kisses her. No, Maleficent kisses her. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So Maleficent kisses her. It's the kiss of true love. And then Aurora Borealis wakes up and... The rest of the kingdom wakes up and the king... Prince Philip's dad's like, uh, yeah, I gotta tell you that my son's not gonna marry your daughter. He's like in the middle of the statement. And then Aurora and Prince Philip come walking down the stairs and he's like, what? What do you mean you guys love each other? And they dance and the dress turns color and the end. And her other name is Briar Rose? Correct. Which Do you like Aurora Borealis or Briar Rose more? Uh, Aurora. Yeah? But here's the thing. What's the thing? She spends most of the movie with her dress blue. Okay. She's wearing the blue dress when she pricks her finger. She's asleep with the blue dress. Uh-huh. But anytime you see her depicted or at Disney World or anything, it's she's, she's in blue. the pink dress. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You knew exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Therefore, I know my point is correct because you felt like you needed to I've only I've only ever seen her in blue dress. False. So, I don't liar, know what you're talking liar, about. Liar, pants on fire. Yeah, I don't know what you're Speaking about. of which. What? I got 
I told Fire you I looked, up, I looked up the liar liar reference. It's because she's blonde and that's why I didn't know. Well, Jennifer Tilly from Home on the Range? Correct. Oh my god. You polluted this review with that knowledge. Yeah, did I? Yeah. Okay. So that's Sleeping Beauty? Uh, yeah. Because I really want to get into the particulars of the comparison stuff, but we're not going to be able to do that today, so... But I remember, like, I have a whole bunch of things in my head that I'm just like this and that and this and the other thing. Yeah? You don't want to say them? No, I can't say them now. I have to wait for the comparison, but I might forget them by the time we get to the comparison. Well, how do you know you're, they're going to be relevant to the comparison? They're absolutely relevant in the comparison. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to character. Bias! Character! Bias! <laughs> you just do your bias alarm just because this stupid movie's going to lose. It wasn't that so stupid. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like it. The biggest problems I had were with the freaking character. But although I like a lot of stuff I really liked. So anyway, and it's way better than the stupid live action, stupid Jennifer, not Jennifer, Angelina Jolie nonsense. Yeah. That was some dumb nonsense. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. Okay, great. I'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. place is not open tomorrow you look so lazy i don't think that's a word that i would actually use to describe the amish oh really yeah whoa the one in westchester closes at 3 a.m really mm-hmm. is there a college there or something i don't know oh <laughs> oh what are you ready to do stuff yeah i'm ready to do stuff you gonna put your phone down uh yeah it's two hours and 21 minutes away from what here? Not to the one that I was going to. It's now in 45 minutes. That's the one that's closed on Sundays. Yeah. All right. Jungle Book. That's what we watched? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have to hurry it up because you have to do 18 minutes of exercise before you go to bed? <laughs> yes. Okay. So how does it start? The baby gets found in the river by Bagheera, but with some voiceover action going on. Yeah, got some narration. And this is another one where it starts as a baby and goes to, not to adulthood, I guess, just goes to a baby to a kid. Yeah. All right. And Bagheera says, oh, I can't just, wants to leave the man cub, but mm-hmm. says, oh, I can't just do that and takes it to the wolves. Correct. Who are pretty inconsequential, it turns out. Correct. Because the wolves raise him and he has some good times with them, but. Here's the problem with that. What's that? Wild wolves don't reach reproductive maturity until two to three years of age. So, and in the wild, they live to six to eight years. Therefore, when they're telling the daddy wolf that the man cub has to go back to the village, he's ancient. He's at least 12 because Mowgli's 10 because the rains have come and gone 10 years. So, <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah? Yeah. Is that a fact? Yeah. Do you know that the rains come and go every year? Do you know that? Yes. Oh, do you know that? Yeah. You don't know that. You're just making it up. Okay. So, all right. So the timeline doesn't work out with the wolves. They should have all been dead. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. But, (laughs) so suspending that disbelief, uh, Bagheera says they have to, because they're having a council thing, and he says that we're going to have to take Mowgli back to the man village because Shere Khan is returning. He was some other part of the forest. What? Correct. But Bagheera isn't in charge of the... He doesn't call the council meeting. No, he's listening in to the council meeting. And he he says, because he hears what they're talking about, and he's like, no, this is what we should do. And they're like, okay, we agree with you, Bagheera, so go do that. Right. Okay. 
And so Bagheera's like, okay, and gets an already... So Mowgli's already leaving. Uh, he doesn't know he's leaving. He's just riding Bagheera, and they're going somewhere. And then he asks him, he's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm taking you away. Yeah. We're not going back. Correct. And then Mowgli's like, no, we're not doing this. This is screwed up. I don't want to do that. And then Bagheera helps him climb the tree. And Mowgli's like, I can take care of myself. Enter Ka. Like, no time in between. Like, no. he's not even finished talking. Yeah, but this is a consistent theme that freaking Mowgli cannot take care of himself and consistently says that, yes, I can, and I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, but over and over again, it keeps happening that he can't. Correct. Yeah, so Ka steps in, tries to hypnotize him. And Does hypnotize him. Yeah, hypnotizes him, and, and Bagheera saves him. But not really. Well, yeah, he saves him and then gets saved. What do you mean? Well, it goes back yeah, and forth. I guess so, yeah. But I don't, there's something, because he doesn't kill Ka, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's something no, nice about that, that it's just like, okay, well, I've thwarted you this time and, and you're still out there menacing people, you know? Yeah. Just when it comes to structurally and telling a story, you know, because they could have just been like, okay, that's the first boss that was defeated, and, you know? Yeah. But Shere Khan's the only one in this forest that wants to kill other people or animals. Are you going to talk at the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> do you have the right microphone on no i do not mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to amplify all of the things that you said so far all of the things yeah so Shere khan yeah he wants to get rid of mowgli because he's worried about him growing up and becoming a, a man we haven't even met Shere khan yet but yes but that's what True. they talked about they said that that's his motivation correct so what happens after that? Is that when they... Mowgli pushes Ka, Ka out of the tree. And I appreciated this. I, you know, that you just see him unravel from everywhere he was in the tree. I like that. Then they use the exact same animation later in the movie, which made me less Yeah, when, when it had the creaky sound when he was... The whole thing. It's not the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing from him falling out of the tree and unraveling around the tree, the tr branch. It was the exact same animation, the same, same pattern. You don't know that. Yeah, and then he gets a knot in his tail, and the tail gets stuck in the tree V, and then the V breaks, and he becomes an accordion. You don't know that. Mm -hmm. So, and both times Mowgli push pushes the coiled up body off the branch. Well, maybe that's exactly how it happened twice. Yeah. Just happened the exact same way. All right. Well, it worked the first time. Why would he change it up if it ain't broke? As Why they did say. Uh, allow it to happen the first time? Why didn't he learn from it? Well, bec because. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I mean the second time, not the first time. They escape the what on the what, and then so do what? Then Ka gets a or Ka th throws a fit and goes away, and Mowgli's like, "Okay, I'm out of here." And then he runs into the elephants. Oh yeah, I thought everything with the elephants was just pointless. I was wondering about that. I wonder if if you were. I, I went back and forth. Like I thought this is just filler, and then I thought I heard you saying in my head, "Well, you're developing the character of the elephant, and look at you." I, is that your impression? <laughs> well, because I thought the elephants would be more integral at some point, you yeah. know, but... Uh, you were thinking that, though, at the time, weren't you? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> yes. Uh, but they did not. They they did just seem like a kind of an insert that didn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. Because uh, they, they helped find him later or something. Did but they? I, yeah, I don't even know if they did anything related to that. I don't think they did. Because Mowgli went to the vultures and then Baloo shows up right after Shere Khan's there. So how did the elephants help? And they're, like, their characters are inconsequential, and there's, it's not really, it's just a gimmick. It's not, 
that they're developing the characters of the elephants mm-hmm. uh, or even better expressing the char- the main characters mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just it really feels like filler yeah but so yeah it talks to the elephants is one baby elephant and and then all the other ones and they're like in a military thing and marching and stuff and we don't i mean we don't know why uh, they're not like doing anything in particular they're just marching around yeah Bagheera later in the movie calls them the elephant patrol so apparently they patrol the jungle Okay, so meets the elephants, and then he's still going with Bagheera. Is that what happens? Um, and then that's when Bagheera's like, "No, yeah. you're coming," and he holds onto the thing, and yeah, and Bagheera gives up on him. Right. Oh yeah. See, this is the part that bothered me too. He tells the elephant, "You have my word. I'm taking him back to the jungle." Not a minute later, he's like, "I'm out of here, Mowgli. You're on your own." <laughs> right. Ran away. Like, good well, thing your word means a lot, Bagheera. Yeah, and it kind of. I don't know. Bagheera is repeatedly indecisive. You know, like in the beginning, he says, I just wanted to leave him, but then I didn't. And then with the elephants, you know, I'm going to make sure he gets there. And then I don't because he's just being annoying. And and so and then I'm just going to leave him and then I don't. And so that's part of his character at that point. Yeah. But again, you don't say you have my word. And then he's like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's part of his character that he's he doesn't stick to his word and he doesn't really make a strong decision like that he has that battle between his own annoyance and self-interest when people are acting like idiots like he does that with blue too mm-hmm. uh, where he's just annoyed with how people are acting and then he says screw it then but then comes back anyway is this why you say bagheera is actually your favorite uh maybe <laughs> i just like bagheera plus i had a cat named bagheera who was evil but yeah yeah so, but Bagheera's like... was asking about your cats the other day. Your mom? Yeah. Because you got them from my sister. You got two of cats at some point from my sister. I did? Yeah. Machiavelli, I think, was one of the cats from my sister. Are you serious? And Gaddafi? Yeah. That was the other one. I, my mom was like, what was that other cat's name? I was like, I don't remember. So. I got that. I don't remember that at all. Machiavelli and Gaddafi I got from there? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I miss those cats. Wow. What a, I like there's nothing in my brain that suggested that I knew that that was the case. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they were surprises or something. I don't know. I don't remember. And I never knew where they came from. I have no idea. Anyway, um so this is where he meets Baloo though. He's just walking yeah, through and and, and Baloo's and, teaching him how to be a bear and growling and that's what Bagheera thinks he's in trouble so he comes back. Right, which was a cute little setup. I I liked I it. I did like it. And that. again it's it's showing, you know, uh, Bagheera's character it's pulling him back and forth which he does throughout. If he only did this like once then it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he does it throughout the whole movie it, it suggests it's its character. And then Baloo is an excellent. I just I really like it. <laughs> you yeah. know, from the beginning right away He's the hippie of the forest, and I hate hippies, but I like Baloo. <laughs> yeah. And he just, he and Mowgli really take to each other, and they don't have a lot of time to really, you know, endear themselves with each other, mm-hmm. but... It works. Yeah, it works completely. Like, yeah. I totally bought it when they were struggling with, you know, choices later and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, they have their song, which is an excellent song. Agreed. One of the best in, in the canon. Agreed. <laughs> Bare Necessities and uh, the iconic floating on his back with Mowgli on his stomach. Yep. And then the Indiana macaques come and steal him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Indiana macaques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get away from the big boulder. <laughs> yeah. 
They sure do. And and they take Mowgli. And this is demonstrating more, like, thematically it's demonstrating something and character it's demonstrating something. Because it's showing that Baloo is not capable of taking care of a kid. You right. Know? He's just not able to do that. He's too freewheeling and, and take care of himself and, and not really pay attention to things. He's not able to do it. So the, the macaques take him away off to... King Louis. King Louis. Do you know in... Rudyard Kipling's original version, they didn't actually have a king, and that Disney added him, and that King Louis is the only animal that doesn't actually reside in the Indian jungle. Oh, really? There are no orangutans? And- no, no, there no, not in the Indian jungle. They're only in Bor- Borneo and Sumatra. Oh. But, yeah. Huh. Um, but, yeah, they didn't have a king in Kipling's. What? That is a pretty good addition. It's it's kind of a nice little diversion, even though it doesn't really like because he has he has a motivation. You know, he's ambitious. He wants to <laughs> yeah. he wants to be like you. I like this song too a lot. Uh, I this know you another do. song that I like a lot. These songs are really singable, like <laughs> singalongable. Yeah. Singalongable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you agree or do you hate them? I like them. Okay, but the, so he's saved by Baloo and so yeah, so Bagheera. he gets to King Louis. Not Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Okay. I understand the reference. You thought it was Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that jazz fill and they get saved by Baloo dressing in drag. Right. Uh, first cross-dressing that we've had in Disney movies, right? Do you mean chronologically or at all? That we in what we've that watched? That we've seen and what we watched. I don't remember any other cross-dressing. I feel like Woody cross-dressed. Did he? <laughs> Not in... Toy Story 1 and in subsequent ones he does. Oh, really? I think so. He pretends to be Bo Peep or something, I I think. I don't know. I I feel like he would, his character would do that. Yeah. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope. Whoa, 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 what? Buzz was Mrs. Nesbitt in the tea party. Oh, was he when he was drunk? When when he was drunk? Yeah, the tea party, he was drunk. Buzz Aldrin, right? Before he went to the moon? What are you talking about? Mrs. Nesbitt, when Sid's sister sets them up with the tea party, she has an apron and a hat on him. (laughs) <laughs> so that was the f- first movie was the first cross-dressing. Yep. And we just forgot it. And here we are at the second cross-dressing. Okay. But Baloo and Bagheera save Mowgli again. Mm-hmm. And then they're taking him off to the deal, right? Wait, what did they save him from first? What? What did they save him from well, first? Well, so Bagheera saved him from Ka first. Oh, okay. And then, so he gets saved again, this yep. time by Baloo and, and Bagheera. And I like, I like Bagheera and Baloo's dynamic yeah how they work together and how they function how bagheera gets annoyed by him and but still likes him you know so yeah then that's where bagheera is able to convince baloo that you can't take care of him and he needs to go back to the man village but not even that though like baloo still still doesn't think that he needs to go after the whole king louis episode it's when bagheera finally tells him the shere khan is back right right the bagheera's like i mean baloo's like oh yeah he has to go right so then Baloo, like it's overnight that they have this talk and they have to, uh-oh. <laughs> and, oh, I know what you're going to bring up. Go ahead. Um, So they get black eyes during uh-huh. the um fight and everything. Which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. And then all of a sudden the sun comes up and they're magically mysteriously healed. <laughs> Gone. No right. sign of ever having a black eye. Right. Because they serve their, pur- they mention them when they're yep. looking at their reflections. Uh, so once that purpose is served, then they just disappear. Yep. And yeah. I hear you there. I hear you there. 
But it's morning now, and Baloo is struggling with this task of having to tell Mowgli that, no, I have to take you back. Even though I said that we're just going to hang out and have fun in the forest, but I have to take you back because it's what's best for you. So Baloo's doing some growing up, and (laughs) he has some hard truths from Mowgli. And so he does that, but Mowgli runs off again (laughs) because he doesn't want to leave the forest. He's struggling with growing up. And Mowgli runs into the Beatles no, no, no. He doesn't run into the Beatles? What happens? So then Mowgli disappears and Bagheera and Baloo go after him. And then we meet Shere Khan for the first time and he's about to attack a deer. Oh, And then right. the elephants scare away the deer. Right. And then Bagheera runs into the elephants and says Mowgli's missing while Shere Khan is listening. And Shere Khan, three times I counted at least, that he just runs into something related to Mowgli. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't great storytelling. Mm-mm. It was just... So the first time is he just happens to be there where the elephants mm-hmm. were. The one time that Bagheera is talking to the elephants about finding Mowgli. Yep. And he just happens to be there to hear that. But then after that, okay, now he goes to the Beatles? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> okay. So what? then... Shere Khan's like, I got to go find him before the elephants do. And this is where the mother elephant is like, nope, I'm going to take over. You need to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, and then Mowgli runs into Ka again. And oh, this is the second Ka thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... The exact same thing over yeah, again. Yeah, exact same thing. Pointless. And then while Ka has him, Shere Khan hears Ka seducing, hypnotizing Mowgli. Right. And he's like, I've, I'm looking for the man cub. And Ka's like, I haven't seen him. And blah, blah, blah. And... Pull some parlor tricks to show that he doesn't have him. Right. And then Shere Khan goes on his merry way after threatening Ka. And then that's when Mowgli wakes up and pushes him off the branch again. Right. And so this is the second time that serendipitously runs into where something having to do with Mowgli. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Now Mowgli gets away and goes and sees the Beatles. Okay, thank you. Which were the Brit, you know, the British takeover of India, apparently. And actually, um, these the vultures—they're pretty good characters. They're surprisingly good for such a short amount of time. Yeah, like they go back, like they have their little dynamic that they work with each other, and because <laughs> they're like, "What do you want to do?" And like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Or whatever yeah. they say. And so they keep doing that, and then they figure out something. They want to go mess with Mowgli, and Mowgli's really sad. So they're like, oh, I'm sorry, guy. Uh, you know, what can we can we help? And then they do their little song about being friends and, and try to include him. And it's just, it's surprising how well developed they are for... We forgot to talk about how well what? trash talkers the monkeys were. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. What do you call it? You're not a champ, you're a chump or something like that. I don't even remember anything they said. But <laughs> it was pretty impressive trash talking. Uh, yeah, and uh, even with the monk, I mean, they talk in a... Uh, they. Talk it a different way, uh, you know, because they're tossing out their trash tra- talking and and they have their little thing with Louis C.K. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the... The vultures. Yeah, the Beatles, uh, pretty decent characters for such a short time and short part. But this mm-hmm. is where you have your, your big conflict, right? Right. And because Shere Khan shows up for the third time, just happens to show up where Mowgli is. Mm-hmm. And attacks and Baloo shows up to save him and I really like that Baloo is so like he's pretty inept when it comes to fighting Mm -hmm. and that he's a hippie you know what is he gonna be able to fight but he's just holding his tail holding Shere Khan's tail for the duration of the battle uh until Mowgli lightning hits a tree and there's fire and Mowgli uses the fire and it's symbolic too and then you know the harnessing of of fire to tame the natural world and all that stuff but so he uses the fire to overcome Shere Khan and 
then uh, Blue gets pretty seriously injured, but... Not in that order. Okay. <laughs> so Blue gets seriously injured, then he uses the fire? Correct. To beat Shere Khan. And so what happens after that? Then Baloo's dead, quote unquote. <laughs> and Bagheera's like, we gotta go, buddy. And, you know, this is gonna be a place of reverence. And a hallowed memories. ground, yeah, yeah, for Baloo, yeah. And Baloo wakes up and hears it all and then says, keep going. Yeah. And then Bagheera gets all mad and... Then Mowgli is like, all right, Baloo, we can do it. We can be friends forever and stay here forever. And then he hears a girl singing. Yeah. Yeah. Power bonus. Um, what did you say? What? I didn't say anything. Uh, so he hears the girl. Power bonus? <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Power bonus. But he hears the girl singing. So this, <laughs> it sounded like a siren song. Like she was going to lure him in and then eat him. <laughs> it was just like, or maybe it's another caw trick. Yeah. I just, there's something about it that was a little too, for like a... T- five-year-old or whatever she was 12 <laughs> Mowgli's 10 so okay so assume. for like a 10-year-old she was a little too seductive like she didn't need to be singing like that or looking at him like that or batting her eyelashes doing that bedroom look just like you don't need to be doing that just go get your water and get back home Jeez. Yeah. But a little sexist, the song, but it sounded nice. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets lured away by that. And then they're like, all right, see ya, buddy. She knocks the jar off her head on purpose and Baloo calls it out. And Mowgli's <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta do this. <laughs> and he just follows in. It's not like people are necessarily going to be better than <laughs> the jungle. Well, not but. to mention he's just this random kid that shows up. Like, <laughs> right. I know. How's she going to explain that? I, like, I know I'm 10. I found a... He followed me home. Can we keep him? <laughs> and yeah, they're like, oh, WTF. And plus, he probably wouldn't know English because it's probably like animal talk. I'm going to say that they probably don't speak English. Oh, okay. <laughs> Be a snot. I mean, she uh, whatever, singing in English, I guess. Whatever. But... The, oh, yeah, she was. So that... Indicate well, that would mean that all the other animals could understand all the people too. Yeah. So why can't they just trade and be friendly to each other? I don't know. Uh, but I actually thought, and I forgot, because the last one that we watched was the live action one. So I thought that the end was going to be a burn down the whole forest epic battle thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. That, that's what I thought was going to happen, but it wasn't. It was simple. He sees the girl, he moves on, and then that's it. So I liked that. I was happy about that. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, so that's the movie. Yep. That's based on Rudyard Kipling stories. And, and Baloo and Bagheera go singing off into the sunset. Bare necessity. All right. Is that it? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What a bear. What? Oh, you're starting. That's yes, why. it has started. All righty then. Oh my gosh, what kind of noise is that? Uh, So we are comparing animation. Correct. Jungle Book. And wait, what was the first one? Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. The one we both slept through. <laughs> I still contend I did not sleep. You absolutely did sleep. Do not even contend that in any way whatsoever. You slept for longer than I did. Ha! <laughs> That didn't happen. It absolutely sure. did. I felt you twitching. Yeah. You were twi- you're sending shockwaves through the whole freaking thing. You missed a whole entire plot point. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was not interested. Right. So speaking of that, animation in Sleeping Beauty. I liked it. So did it I. was nicely drawn. It so was you know, little touches here and there that made it nice to look at and I which to look. I liked the bold colors of the good witches. Mm-hmm. I liked the look of 
the villain, Maleficent, yeah. uh-huh. looked great. Looked yeah. fantastic. A lot of the animals, there were a bunch of animals yeah. flopping around, so they looked pretty good. I liked the animals when they made the human to dance with her. And- right, yeah, that was really creative and it was fun to look at. Yeah. And yeah. I think both of the main, uh, like the, the girl. Aurora. Yeah, Aurora Borealis. What's her other name? Faith Evans? Briar Rose. Briar Rose. <laughs> yeah, so she looked, I mean, she looked pretty generic, but she looked good. Mm-hmm. And she looked good. <laughs> Did she good. now? Oh, and uh, the guy and Philip. Yeah, I didn't. What about her parent, the king and all that? Was I king Stephen? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care much about them. I can't remember anything from the castle or any. Of so the one thing I that struck me is yeah. if it wasn't a character that was talking, it was just a cardboard cutout, basically. Every like all of the su- royal subjects in the background uh-huh. were just. Stick figure, not stick figures, but just like I said, cardboard cutouts of oh. drawings. There was no movement in the background, right. which I kind of liked. You know, it drew your attention to what was the action. But I thought that, and I mean, that was a animation decision. Yeah, it can look, not, and I don't know if I'm mixing it up with other castles in old, like Cinderella or something, because I like the Cinderella castles and backgrounds. But I don't, I don't know if I'm mixing it up in my brain with that. Yeah, I mean, this one was just it was. Kind of nondescript. You didn't see a whole lot of the castle itself. You saw it in a distance and like it's silhouetted. Yeah. But. And then, I mean, they had the magic fight where they had the magic popping out of the thing. Yeah. They had the crow guy who's an excellent worker, deserves a raise. Yeah. And they had the, you know, they kept changing the color of the dress. Mm-hmm. I liked and, the fairy swoosh to make themselves smaller. Oh, that's good. Yes, because um, I really liked whenever they would do a little magic. There was something about the way they moved when they were doing that that looked mm-hmm. perfect. It yeah. was it looked really good. And then uh, Maleficent turned into a dragon at the end, <laughs> so that uh, should get some animation points. But uh, what about Jungle Book? It seemed rough. Like the an- I I didn't want to think that, but I think I agree too. Yeah. Because it was just, even there, the faces of, like, Shere Khan and Baloo, mm-hmm. like, they were, they would be weirdly asymmetrical mm-hmm. a lot of the time, or move too much a lot of the time. Like, Ka looked good when he was being, he was animating, but... He was animating? He <laughs> sat down to draw a new film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was something about the faces of Shere Khan and Baloo that were just, like I said, asymmetrical and didn't, they seemed overdrawn. Sometimes the way that they were moving, so I don't know. Some of them, I, I think I noticed it the most in the elephant's legs at one point. It just yeah. looked like it was a sketch. They were like, ah, oh, color it in. Huh. Got it done. Curious. Um, and uh, like a lot of the time I liked Mowgli. I think, yeah. you know, he looked good. But some of the time when he was interacting with the background, it seemed artificial. Uh, yeah. You know, like there wasn't really a background there. You liked uh, baby Mowgli a lot. <laughs> Yeah, did I? It elicited a, aww. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute baby. And it had to be because it had to make Bagheera go, aww. Yeah. So, and I liked Bagheera. Yeah. Like a lot of the, when Bagheera was running through the trees and stuff like that, I think he looked I did not good. like the black eyes disappearing. <sighs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I did like the seductive girl at the end, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she looked, yeah. You said it. And I liked the baby elephant. Yeah, the baby elephant looked pretty distinct. 
Um, I think one thing I was disappointed with was how the the Louis C.K. part, how that part looked. Yeah. Like I think I expected more out of that. Like I liked how the orangutan was dancing at some parts of it when Baloo got in there. I liked how it looked. But like when everything was crumbling down and and the monkeys were doing stuff, it yeah, didn't it was rough again. Like yeah, it was unfinished. It didn't really impress me, and I was expecting more. So who do you give it to? I don't know. I was gonna say one other thing: the fire scene at the end. Yeah, scared me as a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but here I it just it seemed unfinished again. Again? I think so. I liked the look of the Beatles and how they yeah. looked, like how they moved around and stuff, and I liked the uh setting, uh you know, with yeah. the trees and the rain and and all that. And they did mention it sometimes like you've got to be down on your luck if you're, you're in our neck of the woods. Like, right, right. Like so they it did definitely look dire compared to the rest of the jungle right. just to to emphasize Mowgli's plight. So I guess it's in Sleeping Beauty. It's it's well balanced. The good witches look good. The Maleficent looks good, and it's just it's pretty clean all the way throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, even none of the backgrounds really stuck out. But I think it looked pretty clean. What are you looking up now? The year differential. Oh, okay. And then in so the the things that it's weighted against in Jungle Book are Baby Mowgli. <laughs> yeah. Bagheera. Did you like how Ka was animated? Yeah. It's all right. Okay. There's an eight-year differential, Sleeping Beauty being first. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. But they did double up on the, apparently, yes. they did double up on the snake and they the black eyes disappeared without a passage of time. So, I mean, I think I gave it to Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I think so too. You agree? Yep. You didn't prepare, did you? I did not. <laughs> did you? Yeah. You're I the am. one who made the whole freaking, what's it called? I never use it. Yep. Do you have it recorded? What do you mean, do I have it recorded? Do you, do you have all the scores recorded in that? No. What the heck? Do you want to give me all of the scores and I'll record them? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, no, make sure to scratch that right into the microphone. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because that's a good sound to have for microphone recording. What is this called? Jungle Book? No, Cinderella? Sleeping no. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping. B-A-U-T versus... What's a th- movie where they say B-E-A-U-tiful? Adam. Aladdin. Adam. Aladdin. Oh, really? Because I think that's... Because every time I spell the word beauty, I always think of that. And I never knew it was from. Sleeping Beauty versus Jungle Book. Okay. B-E-A-U-tiful. Oh, I thought it was Aladdin, but maybe I'm very wrong. Oh, no. Are you very wrong? I think so, because I... Just Googled it and a picture of Jim Carrey popped up. Oh. <laughs> I thought the genie said it, but I, now that I think it, I think I just want him to say it. Oh. Okay, well, this isn't okay. important now, but uh, we've got, we'll be watching Aladdin soon enough. We can we can figure it out then. Yeah. We're looking at character. Um, okay. Sleeping Beauty is one of the worst characters in the history of film. She's absolutely horrendous. Yeah, she? Yeah, she, as a protagonist, she's just vacuous nonsense. She doesn't do anything. She sleeps through half of it. That's how bored she is with her character. Yeah, that's why. She sleeps in the movie, yeah. But what is, I mean, she just, she grew up great, and she's just, oh, I'm a pretty princess, and and that's, that's her character. It's true, she doesn't do anything. No, no, she doesn't accomplish anything. She doesn't have an arc. She doesn't have an interest. She doesn't have a brain she just (laughs) it's true and so maleficent's got a little something because she's she's annoyed but for not getting invited to the birthday or whatever yeah and she's she's got some motivation to do stuff she gets mad at her crew for being idiots but it's kind of her fault too i'm just saying she's a supervisor uh the witches have the most character they're fairies not witches they're 
Not? I thought they were ones from Macbeth. Are they not? No. Like after they reformed? No. <laughs> so the fairies, uh, mm-hmm. I think they have the most character, right? Because they yeah. really like uh, Sleeping Beauty. What's Aurora Borealis? They really like her. Briar Rose. Briar Patch. But they Patch. each have their own little personalities too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're they, distinctive. They're, they're, yeah. they're pretty clear. And they, they fight with each other, but they're still yeah. friendly. And, and you can see how they get along and, and interact and all that stuff. So I think those, I mean, those fairies are the... The character. Yeah. The character mm-hmm. that's going to be weighted against whatever's in jungle book yeah so jungle book i mean mowgli's just a surly little kid he is he's a little bastard and that's that's what's good about it is yeah that, yes because he's he's really annoying but you could tell he's just acting out because he doesn't understand everything he doesn't know all this stuff uh he's just acting out because he's like no i want to stay in the forest so he keeps doing stupid things i so i want to stay in the jungle <laughs> he's doing stupid things and i got annoyed with him multiple times but they kept bringing me back with the way that it, it resolved itself you know because it was expressing his character that he was just being destructive because he's thrown a fit and he doesn't understand you know he's too naive and, and too much of a child to be able to understand any of that I think there was actually a lot to his character and then a blue you know it's mm-hmm. like instant that you see that he's got character he's a hippie and he just wants to do that but then he, he starts caring for somebody he can't protect so he has to go through that whole thing and he has a beautiful arc and it's it's played out ex- exceptionally well and and Bagheera as well, just, you know, his back and forth, back and forth. And he, but he really actually wants to take care of him and he wants to do what's best for him and he keeps pushing for it, you know. But why? But you don't understand, like, what's Bagheera's motivation? There. Yeah, I think it just starts with the very beginning of having chosen one thing over the other. Yeah. So it's just, it started there and he has to go through his whole life now <laughs> doing that, that he has to take care of this kid. I didn't look up the lifespan of Panthers. Yeah, well, sorry. It's out of the ballpark now. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the wolves were non-existent. They didn't do anything. Uh, Shere Khan, he's worried about him becoming a man, but he doesn't really have a character. You know, he just, mm-hmm. whatever. And then, who am I thinking of character-wise? King Louie. Well, no, I was thinking about the Beatles, but... I, that, I was going to say that, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, who am I thinking of? And so it made me think. Oh, yeah. But yeah, King Louis got a little something going on. You said he was an addition, right? Yeah, from uh, the jungle, from the stories of... Yeah, the Mowgli stories, stories by Kipling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was actually not in those and added for the movie, and he's ambitious and wants to know about this fire stuff so he can figure it out. A little touch in there. I, I thought Mowgli, when he called him Cousin Louie... <laughs> Was the F the, what, why, what? Because men are cousins. That's oh. <laughs> you thought he was making an evolution? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's not a whole lot to Louis, but he does get himself across pretty quickly. But I think what really kind of nails it for me amongst all those characters is... That they were able to do so much with the, the vultures, the beetles, yeah. in such a little time. I think that easily clinches it for character. Yeah, I think so. You agree? Yeah. No way. Character goes to Jungle Book. Storyline plot. Sleeping Beauty? It's a curse put on a kid to exact vengeance for not being invited to a party. (laughs) Seems a little... (laughs) Bit of an overreaction. (laughs) She spread a rumor about him or something. Just have to curse their kid to die. But all right. And then the kid grows up in absentia and is raised by three fairies. Poor, poor women. Not fairies. They're not fairies for those 16 years. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Raised by three poor women. 
and then returns to the castle, pricks herself on a what's it called because she didn't know what it was, and falls into a coma, has to be awakened by True Love's kiss. Yeah. Gets True Love's kiss, gets married. Maleficent is, does she die or something? What happened to her? She gets stabbed as a dragon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so we don't really, really know how that works. We don't works. know if that just means she can't be a dragon anymore or right. if that- <laughs> We're not that sure on that. Kills her. Uh, if we figure it out, we'll get back to you, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and Jungle Book, kid raised by wolves. We don't know where he came from. Just mm-hmm. assume that you know, it was she, a shipwreck. Yeah, some kind of a wreck. Kid raised by wolves, protected by Bagheera, has to go back to the the man village. Man village runs into a few things on the way that are all what? What's the word I'm looking for? Not. It's not clever. <laughs> okay. Not ironic. Just. Like happenstance, like arbitrary. No, what's the word I'm looking Serendipitous? for? Serendipitous? Yeah, but not so positive. What's a one with a more negative connotation? No, I don't know, but I get what you're saying. What are you doing with that? Will you set it down, you weirdo? Um, but so you think it's uh, on balance, it's it's not as strong as. Yeah, I don't know. Like everything just happens to. Like, like I'm trying to say, like, it's not caution. structured. It's. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just all. Like he says, I'm. I can take care of myself and Ka shows up. Like, what is that word, though? What do you mean? Convenient? Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> yeah. All these problems happen conveniently on the way. Like, he's never met these other animals in the 10 years he's lived in the jungle. Yeah, they are convenient plot developments, right? He's never never met Baloo before any of the elephants yeah. or, or Ka or Shere Khan or anybody. Right. Yeah. Or the vultures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it doesn't have an overarching structure where it's it's complex and plugged in in a way that that makes sense or that's thematically important or interesting. Yeah. I don't know that. I mean, they're both pretty weak stories. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. But which one would you give it to? I don't know. Sleeping Beauty had a couple of those convenient plot elements as well. Yeah. She meets the prince the day that she's going back to the castle and. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it just happens convenient. to be the prince that she is to which she is betrothed. And then, yeah, she's like, "Hey, come back!" And that's when Maleficent they happen to use magic, dueling magic, so that mm-hmm. she finds a thing so she can take the prince. Yeah, and then they have to do they have to break him out, and it's kind of goofy. What do you think? I think I said first what who I thought should win the first two. So. Sleeping Beauty. You think Sleeping Beauty? You give it edge it to them, even though neither one of them are strong. Yeah. Yeah. Think so. All right, that's where I was leaning to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think like what pulled it that way because I guess the the beginning, the inciting incident, isn't convenient. Right. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it's based on something. Yeah. And I, there's more structure to it. There's yeah. there's an overarching thing above it where there just isn't for Jungle Book. Yeah. And there's, like there's I, throughout the whole story, there's this constant threat of Maleficent finding them, and even right. though we don't see her growing up, so it's pushing it along, it's motivating. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have that with Shere Khan and Jungle Book. He's Bo- not a constant it's... threat, though. Like, yeah, he's, he's not a threat from the time that Bagheera brings him back. There's no thought like, oh, Shere Khan might want to kill this kid someday. Right. He just brings him to the wolves, and there's no mention of him for ten years. Yeah, yeah. I think Sleeping Beauty is edges it out. Okay. I just needed to find a reason to justify it. (laughs) So, music. I mean, really? Jungle Book? Yeah. Yeah, those two two songs, uh, the... I Want to Be Like You and the Bare Necessities. Yeah. But I really liked Shere... Or, not Shere Ka's song as well, I have to say. Did you? Yeah. When when he was hypnotizing him Uh right before Shere Khan. Which one's that song? 
I don't even remember it now. Trust me, something yeah, something like that. that. Yeah. And I did like the girls' song too. Yeah, it really did sound good. It yeah. was like I said, it was sexist because the man's out doing stuff and the woman's cooking and the girls getting water. But yeah, but 1967, that was. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it really sounded good, mm-hmm. just in general. So, Jungle Book. I mean, we didn't even mention a single song. <laughs> I can't remember any song. I mean, I she's mean, the the. I Walked With You Once Upon a Dream is a oh, well-known yeah. song. That song's stupid. Yeah. It's a bad dream. Walk with you. That's what it sounded like. So that's why it's losing. I see. But yes, <laughs> Jungle Book. There's All right. barely any companies. And I just wanted to say this too, music-wise. Yeah. I really liked how it was like a band. I don't think it was an orchestra. I was listening for strings and I don't think I heard them. But a band was adding to the plot the whole time. Like when... Things started happening. The music added to the movement. So I thought... In that, Jungle Book? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there were distinctive sounds for different actions that were going on and oh. different mel- different rhythms and melodies going on. Oh. So I appreciated that. Appreciated? Yep. Oh, man. I memorability. Know. It's tied. I know. It's two to two. Uh, memorability. Uh, so Sleeping Beauty. Parts that are memorable. Dragon. Yeah. Pink blue dress. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, that, that, that's something that stuck out to me too. Because they kept it going through the whole thing. And yeah. even at the end, they were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's pretty creative. I mean, I, I think a, the cottage with the pink and the blue coming out of the chimney is memorable. I mean, I like the the overarching story of, even though it's kind of goofy, there's something about you're going to prick yourself on a spinning wheel or whatever. Yeah, and the steps taken and in, gosh, I need to go to sleep. What word am I looking for now? Like, it's not, <laughs> I want to say ingest and frugal, and those are not the words. <laughs> I know those are not the words. <laughs> no, we'll just say infrugal. That's what <laughs> oh, yeah. in, he was taking infrugal. Uh, what, the steps that were taken that The steps he was taking no... infrugal, exactly. Uh, oh, to... <laughs> can you please just tell me what word I'm looking for, for which I'm looking? Uh, but you're just saying that he was being excessive taking the steps? No. Not like a negative though. Was... No, what I'm saying that what? he did all of these things. He put her away for 16 years and he burned all the spinning wheels and it was all for naught. That's I'll just go with that. Okay, fine. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, so remember that too. Thank you. What about Jungle Book? Um, I remember King Louie and I King remember Louis's Baloo. Awesome. Baloo's awesome just as a character, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, I named a cat after yeah, Bagheera. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Gear beer. Uh, remember Baloo floating in the thing with Mowgli on there. Something about, like, there's a Bagheera hanging out over the council, you know, and, like, listening in and always being there. You know, he always yeah. shows back up. There's something about that that really stuck with me. Uh, the little girl singing at the end. It's memorable. The Beatles and how they're trying to cheer him up and how they shifted back and forth. That is something that you've seen in... What are those things? The M E M E things? Memes, memes. Oh my gosh, I memes! Wow, so. how does that always happen? Memes. Yeah. Where? What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Like that has shown up <laughs> yeah. before. Oh yeah, we do have to talk about permeating culture. Mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty. What? I mean, there have been things about you know, true love's kiss to wake somebody up. Yeah, that's also a thing in Snow White. So does that start from Snow White or from Sleeping Beauty? Is that a thing in Snow White? Is that why I always get them mixed up? It's possible. Oh. I just, hmm. Because there are also, like, okay, are there any bigger themes in, in Sleeping Beauty? What is it What is it really saying from a broader context? That a non-consensual kiss is what will save the day? Yeah. Is that what it's saying? 
Yeah. I just, I, it doesn't, like, it's not really saying anything. Like, I mean, at some point in there, they say true love conquers all. That's the most generic possible idea. It's just in Jungle Book, it's, you know, it's about nature and the jungle versus civilization. It's about growing up. It's about those kinds of things. And it has symbolic, thematic elements of those. Conflict between man and nature. Right. Are you sure you aren't pulling that in more from the live action one that you thought were going to end with the burning of the forest? No, this is well established in this because... Mm. Specifically, what's his name? Louis C.K. Specifically, he talks about the fire being the difference between, yeah. you know, the animals and the humans. And that's what he uses to defeat Shere Khan. Yeah. That's thematically set up and executed and, and establishes something like that. So, uh, I think overall, like, memorability, the songs are incredibly memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the characters are incredibly memorable. And the thematics are memorable. And the fact that, I don't know, there's something about him just hearing the girl and just being like, okay, I'm done. No, I'm going there. Thanks. Yeah. There's something about that that's memorable, too. So I think overall, I mean, I think Jungle Book wins it for me. I think you're right. And I think I'm okay conceding it because it wasn't the sweep you thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty close. It was, uh, yeah, down the middle. Uh, memorability goes to Jungle Book. That means Jungle Book wins. Yeah. Jungle Book wins going on to the next uh, matchup. I don't even remember. Do we know what it's going up against next? But Jungle Book would go? What? Wait, who Jungle Book, what Jungle Book will face next yeah. time? Yeah. Oh, we're on the other side now. Oh, my gosh. It'll face Pinocchio. Oh, no. Is it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the round of 32s, Jungle Book versus Pinocchio? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to check a bias on the next one. Oh, what's that? Oh my god, yeah. This might be the biggest bias I'm going to have. Monsters, Inc. versus Alice in Wonderland. Yep. Oh my gosh. Alright, so Jungle Book wins this one, and we'll be... What are you doing? Uh, putting in my water for Putting today? in your water? Yeah. While we're recording? Yeah. Unbelievable. No, so, it's pretty believable. I just did it. Oh my gosh. Dude, so you're going to go do your 18 minutes and then bedtime? Yeah. Since after 11 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> but we got through it. We did it. Hooray. And I did not fall asleep. Yeah, you did. Oh, no, you didn't this time. No, I was wide awake the whole time. This is the first, this is like six movies that you've been falling asleep and this is the first one. Let me see about that. Okay, well, we'll get back to that next time. All right. Bye.